I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger, and we do this every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That would be 9 o'clock Eastern for those who don't know where the Mountain Time is. <laughs> so, welcome. Thanks for joining us. So if you're new here, what we're going to do is we're going to start with the shipping report. I'll tell you guys how the shipments from dancefish.com went this week. I'll tell you a couple other things about the business. We'll get the giveaway set up so you guys can win some amazing super red Placostomus from Because Your Fish. Thanks again, Seth, for making that happen. We'll get into that in a moment. And uh, after that, we'll start taking some questions and comments. So if you have questions about fish, fish keeping, fish keeping, fish rooms and all that, uh, we'll get to that in a few minutes. So welcome, everybody. I'm going to just make sure before I get too far into this that I have someone telling me that the microphone's okay because <laughs> one minute late. Oh, was I? Sometimes it takes the software uh, a minute or so to like a launch it and it just takes it a while to kick in. Um, anyway, make sure that the, the sound is okay and then we'll continue. I, I hate it when there's sound issues and I don't realize it till like 20, 30 minutes in. Yeah, ads keep popping up. Mike is good. Cool. We'll get going then. Thanks, folks. Glad to hear the audio is good. Been a few, few weeks now since we've had a problem, which is... <laughs> Good. Got the uh, pogo stem and wig lined up. I think we're ready to go. So the shipping report. Um, pretty good news. Everyone that is reported in has said that everything's arrived alive and in good shape with a couple of exceptions. So everyone arrived alive, but I did get a report from one gentleman that I shipped uh, several rainbow fish to, to that one of the rainbow fish, it's a Cohen River, it's weird. It's like his mouth won't shut. Like his mouth is stuck open, wide open. And he sent me a video and everything. And yeah, it's, it's weird. It's really what's going on though. So hopefully it recovers. I have had that happen once or twice over the years, not very often at all. When I received rainbow fish and unfortunately I never got them to recover. So I'm not really hopeful, but I am uh, rooting for that poor fish and hopefully it will recover. And I don't know what causes that. My suspicion is being rainbow fish, that it, it probably injured itself. It probably swam into something really hard when it was first released or um, in the shipping box or something and hit its mouth at just the right angle that it jarred something and the mouth got stuck open or something like that. So I have seen it on my end really rarely, but on occasion it has happened. So, so that did happen, unfortunately. And the other thing is that we don't think this is a problem yet, but there is a goby that arrived um, today and had a little like spot on the side, but it, it could be nothing at this point. So we don't know if there's a problem or not, but I appreciate that person letting me know so that if down the road, there's a problem. Say in a few days, the goby's just doing really poorly. Now it's got an infection in that spot or something. Um, then I'm like, oh, okay, that was a shipping issue. And I know that I should refund that person if, if the fish doesn't survive. A lot of times it's nothing. A lot of times the fish swims into its new home and maybe uh, gets a little scrape and knocks a scale off or, or it could be just a coloration thing. It could be a pigment thing. We don't know. But um, so everyone arrived alive. One rainbow fish I, I unfortunately don't think is going to recover. I, I hope it will, but I don't think it will. And I think the goby will be fine. That's my guess. So 
almost 100%, just with a couple little hiccups this week. So that's where we did what we did on the shipping this week. Um, for those that are new, uh, I ship fish as a living at dancefish.com. We sell fish online and ship fish all around the nation. And every week, I tell you guys how it went. Um, we're, we try really hard to make sure everyone's fish arrive healthy and alive and in good shape. And so I want to be transparent about that so that everyone knows what's, what's actually happening. It keeps me honest. It keeps me on my game. It keeps me from taking shortcuts and really doing everything I can to prep the fish properly. So that's why I do it. The next thing we want to get into right before we go to the giveaway is I want to talk about the Goldie Pleco a little bit. So um, there are some folks that are expecting Goldie Plecos to arrive Friday to ship out tomorrow. Unfortunately, today, one was dead. So hopefully it's not a problem, but I've got a collection of Goldie Plecos here. They're sold. And today, uh, one... One dot was it? I just came down. One was dead in the tank, which surprised me because they've been doing excellent for me. So I don't know if it's anything or not. I don't know if it's just a a happenstance thing, a freak thing, or if there's something actually going on in the tank. I, I don't know at this point. So I'll look again tomorrow. And um, since this is like the first thing, no recurring problems or anything, they're probably still okay to ship. But I'll look again, see if there's any issues. But I just want to give a heads up to those that are expecting Goldie Plecos to be sent out tomorrow and to arrive to them on Friday. Um, that might not be happening, depending on what happens tomorrow. I also want to say anyone that got a Goldie Pleco from me uh, within the last couple of weeks, would you let me know how they're doing? Um, and if you do it in the chat here, would you make it an, at Dan's Fish so I actually see it? Or you can email me, dan at dansfish.com if you don't want to do it publicly. That's totally fine. But it'll help me know if there's some kind of problem going on or if that was just a random thing, like a fish had a stroke or a heart attack or whatever millions of different things could kill a fish, right? So I'm just trying to determine if it's a problem I need to hold shipping on or not. So um, if you'd let me know how they're doing for you, I'd appreciate it. The other thing I want to say about the Goldie Plecos is I saw some discussion in chat last week that I didn't get to uh, about how big they get. And people were saying like a foot, 18 inches and all that. I've never had them before and I've never seen them full size. But the, the source I usually use for that stuff is Planet Catfish. They do a good job. And according to Planet Catfish, they're just under 10 inches uh, when they're full grown. So that's one reason I got them. I, I don't like to get giant species in, but according to Planet Catfish, they're going to get, you know, right around 10 inches, just under 10 inches. So I just wanted to clear that up. That being said, Planet Catfish isn't the end all be all. They make mistakes too. So if you're like, nope, I've got one and it's every bit of 18 inches, um, you know, let me know. Maybe you're right. There's also different species of plecos that are kind of golden in color. So I'm talking about specifically about the L14 um, pleco. And it does have a scientific name. It's been described, but I uh, forget what it is. But L14 is how we know that fish. Now for the giveaway, which is six... Um, super red Placostomus standard fin provided by Seth at Because Your Fish. Thank you, Seth. This is Seth's store. 
You can find him on getgills.com. His store on getgills is Because Your Fish. Seth is generously giving away six Super Red Plecos for tonight's giveaway. If you would like to win or be entered, I should say, to win that giveaway, um, then the hashtag is hashtag GoSethGo, G-O-S-E-T-H-G-O. Hopefully that'll make Candy happy. <laughs> go Seth Go is the hashtag. So all you have to do to be entered into the giveaway for those six um, super red plecostomus is type hashtag Go Seth Go. No spaces or anything in the chat and as a comment in the chat. And then um, you'll be entered and we'll draw that a little later tonight. So I want to say I want to sink. <laughs> I want to thank Seth, there we go, from Because of Your Fish for uh, being generous enough to provide the giveaway. I, I really, really appreciate it. And since he was so generous to do that, take a moment to check out his store, Because of Your Fish. Let me just link it here real quick since I did not do that earlier. There's a link to his store. Take a moment to check him out because it's a nice free way to thank him for providing free fish for tonight. Makes stuff more exciting when there's a cool giveaway. And I don't have any red, uh, super red Plecostomus, so thanks for adding to the mix. Appreciate it. The last thing that I'm gonna do tonight is, before we get to questions and comments, is I'm going to list some fish for sale myself. Everyone keeps asking about Corridor's Equus. And I didn't have any available for a while because I wanted to make sure that everyone that ordered them got their fish okay and that I had a few held back just in case there was a problem. Fortunately, there haven't been any problems. I mean, the supplier of those fish does such a good job. The Corys are rock solid. Uh, same with the, the flagtail pandas. I'll show you those in a minute. I forgot to feature those in the video where I did a tour of all the new fish available. But um, I have some flagtail panda Corys from the same supplier that I'll show you in a minute. But folks have been asking. Um, I do have a few I held back in case there were problems. There haven't been any problems, so I'm going to list them now. So for everyone that wanted Corridor's Equus, I have nine available. So I am there. We're done. We just did it. So I just listed nine more at the website. So if you go to dancefish.com, um, there should now be nine Corridor's Equus available for everyone that was wanting some. Um, and I just... I hold it a few back because I'm always afraid that I'm going to ship some to someone. And when it's a rare, harder to find fish like that, if for some reason someone ordered six of them and they all arrived dead for some reason, it, it doesn't happen. I, I can't, I haven't had a loss like that in literally years. I literally can't remember the last time that happened, but I always want to be cautious and hold a few back. So if that did happen, I could just resend some to that customer instead of just refunding their money because it's hard to find that fish sometimes. And I'd hate for them to really want them, have ordered them, get a bunch dead, and then that's the end, right? I, I want to try again and help them out. So again, that, that hasn't happened. Whenever there are losses, it's usually been one or two here and there. Very small percentage. But uh, sometimes on the rare stuff, I do hold it back just in case. So anyway, for those that were waiting for more, they are now um, listed. And let me show you these 
flagtail panda quarries. It's got the funkiest scientific name ever. <laughs> what is that? Oipoquensis, I suppose. They're a really cool fish. They look a lot like a panda quarry, but they have the striped flag tail. So totally different species. Pretty darn hard to find. Cute as a button. And uh, I forgot to feature them in the video. So if you are looking for flagtail quarries and you didn't see them in the video, that's my bad. I totally forgot, but I do have some available. So that, I believe, is everything I had on the docket. As far as the uh, expansion goes, we are building a warehouse so we can have more aquariums and have, provide more fish for people. I literally get... I don't know, half a dozen requests for species every day that I just don't have room for right now. And so um, I'm trying to expand so I can provide more of the fish people are looking for. And that's coming along well. There are no major breakthroughs to talk about today. Um, the engineer is still working on the final kind of site prep plan, the drainage report and all that. Um, as soon as that's done, we can get the permit to pour the foundation, uh, but still waiting on the engineering. I did get a quote in from one of the building contractors today for um, or yesterday for the cost of the building. I've got a couple other bids out there. So just waiting for bids to come in at this point, pretty much met with a couple plumbing uh, contractors last week. Um, and this week I plan to meet with the electrical and the HVAC contractors to start the bid process there. So we have the funds to go ahead and start. So we're going to get going and, and build this warehouse. So thanks to everyone for your support, whether as a customer, someone that spreads the word, or if you're actually someone who um, bought into the company and invested, thank you so much. And I'll do my darndest to get you a nice return on your money. But that's where we're at in the process. The little boy inside of me is still hopeful that we'll be able to get the foundation poured and the shell of the building, the walls and ceiling up before the hard freeze of winter so that I can build out the interior over the winter. But the uh, skeptical realist inside of me thinks it, it could be, you know, spring or after the major thaw that we can get to that. The weather is cooling down pretty rapidly around here. So that's what's going on in my neck of the woods. Now we're going to get to your questions and comments to see what is going on in your neck of the woods. So with that, let me get to these questions and comments. All right, I see one here about Goldie Plecos. Rockin' fish! My Academy Award-winning faking Goldie Pleco is still thriving in the breeder box, going to release into the 80-gallon tank soon. Okay, good to know. Thanks, Rockin' Fish, for letting me know. Um, let's see here. Okay, I'm going to go up here and see what questions and comments I missed. Leonard Klein. <laughs> I just spit like crazy. <laughs> Good thing we're not in the theater. I would have like totally showered somebody. Leonard Klein, just letting you know my order. Looks like Leonard's having some technical difficulties. Um, hopefully Leonard's letting me know. Sorry for the messed up. Just wanted to let you know my order showed up great. Thank you. Okay, Leonard, glad to hear it. I was hoping that was going to be the news. And I hope they do well for you long term. Enjoy. Uh, you got some cool stuff. Rockford Fishkeeping. Dan's Fish is the man. Aw. 
one of. <laughs> great fish, great packaging, great shipping. Hey, thanks, Rockford Fish Keeping. I really appreciate it. Candy Overhaul is listing my email there if you want to get a hold of me. Uh, if you want to let me know if, if you've had a problem with any of my fish and you're not comfortable uh, putting that in a comment here out in the public, I get that. Not everyone wants to talk about that kind of sensitive stuff in public. Uh, that's my email. Let me know how every, everything went. If you had a problem, I'll take care of you. I promise. Frontier Fish. First time viewer. Hey, Frontiers Fish. Welcome. Glad you could join us. Pull up a chair, stick around. Hope you enjoy the stream. All right, getting past all the go Seth go comments that takes a few, that takes some real scrolling. <laughs> While I'm looking for the next thing, I do want to take a moment to thank my mods. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for what you do every week. I really appreciate it. Uh, Punchy Paints, would you uh, do an at dance fish comment to let me know if you're going tonight so I can uh, promote you a little bit so I don't forget to do that until the very end like I've been doing lately. Maria Z, Dance Fish, I love my flagtails. They're so active. Yeah, the, the flagtail quarries, they're spunky, they're out and about. They aren't one of those quarries, at least not this batch in my experience, that goes and hides out you know, under the filter or something and tries to get out of the limelight. They're out and about all the time. And glad you like them, Maria Z. Glad they're doing well for you. Orange cones. Holding back a few fish is an excellent way to keep happy customers coming back. Yeah, what I try to do, one of the reasons also that I do that is it's really hard to get 100% accurate inventory. Um, first of all, it's just hard to count fish. They're swimming around all the time. So it's like, I think there's 20 in there. I'm pretty sure I counted 20, but that one swam behind the plant and that one's off in the corner and these ones are moving in such a big group, I can't really tell. So I think there's 20 in there. Maybe I should just list like 17 just to give me a little buffer on that, you know, in case. So that's, uh, that's another reason I do it. Unfortunately, there I did... I think I miscounted the Alani. I, I was catching Alani to ship out today, the Wapoga, um, Chilatharina, or Chilatharina, I think it's Chilatharina, <laughs> Chilatharina, uh, Alani from Wapoga. Um, I was looking for eight because I, I need eight to fulfill the orders that I'm sending out tomorrow. And I could only find seven. So, there is, yeah, it's one little hiccup, and I try so hard to avoid that. But with live fish, counting them and getting an accurate inventory is pretty hard. Um, I'm hopeful, though, that when I go back and look at the tank, I'll find him swimming around. Sometimes they just go dart into the java moss or hang out behind the filter or something, and you don't see them till a little later. So hopefully there is one last one in there. But that's the kind of thing I try to avoid. It's, it's not like a... I'm not trying to like hold stuff back to, to create extra demand or something. I'm just trying to not oversell the inventory and uh, make sure if someone has a problem, I can help them out. Rockford fish. Oh yeah. The Goldie Pleco. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that guy's doing well. Okay. Chat jumped, but there we go. Garen. Will you ever be selling CPDs? Yes, Garen, I plan on listing the CPDs for sale on Friday. Um, they're ready to go. I, I just literally haven't had the, the five minutes I'm going to need to go up to the fish annex 
count how many I have and, and list them. But it should be Friday. I'm going to write myself a big note. Garen, if no, it's my, I was going to say, uh, if you don't see them Friday, like by afternoon Friday, feel free to send me an email, dan at dancefish.com and say, Hey, those CPDs. Um, yeah, I feel a little weird asking that cause it's kind of my job to post them, um, post, but I am guys, I am honestly at my limit as far as what I can juggle with building the new warehouse, keeping all the fish, uh, doing all the shipping. And there's, there's like so many fish to ship. There's so many orders, which I'm grateful for. Thank you to everybody that's ordering. Um, but there are little things like that, that normally I could just keep in my mind and not have a problem, but all those little extra details, uh, I could use a little help remembering. So if you don't mind, Garen, if you would uh, send me an email Friday, if you haven't seen them by about Friday afternoon, that means I forgot. So, um, I would appreciate that. I know it's not your job. I know you shouldn't have to, but I could use a little help right now is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Um, uh, and, and I, I want to clarify one thing too, which is I think last week I talked a little bit about how kind of crazy busy it's been. And there were a couple people that um, emailed me after that stream that I'd been emailing with. They were like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to bug you. I didn't mean to waste your time and all that. And I just want to say that's not the case. Like, please feel free to send me an email. Yes, I'm busy. Um, that's a good problem. It means the business is thriving. And I don't want people to think that they can't, if they have a legitimate question or really, you know, need help with their order or with a fish or with setting up their aquarium or whatever, Please don't think you're bugging me. You're not. When I was talking about how busy I was, it wasn't to try to say, I'm so busy that I'm so, you know, important that you can't get a hold of me. That's not the case. Get a hold of me. Feel free to email me. Um, I'm happy to help. It is busy, but that doesn't mean you're bugging me. I, I didn't want to give that impression. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's. Just please feel free to contact me is what I'm trying to say. Skipper's Aquariums, if you have a question for Dan, type the at symbol Dan's fish so it highlights for him. Yes, please. I need it to turn into a bright orange box like this. All these bright orange boxes in the chat here on the screen you're seeing right now. That's what I look for when I am looking for questions and comments to respond to. New Mexico Aquatics. Hello, little Bobby. What is your favorite setup for breeding funnel of Panchak's gardener? What about breeding them in a colony and tank size? So I've done it. Oh man, I've done it so many ways. So favorite just depends on what I'm trying to accomplish. If what I'm trying to accomplish is I really want to crank out a ton of babies and have enough to sell to a wholesaler or to provide fish to the market or something like that. Then my favorite setup is probably three tanks, let's say at a minimum. One tank for males, one tank for females, and another tank for raising fry. So what you'll want to do is keep the males and females separate for about a week, feed them really good frozen foods, live foods, all that protein and fat will help the females really bulk up with eggs. Then put Let's say you have three males and three females. Then what I would do is put, you have three tanks, right? So one pair in each tank, 
bare tank, nothing in it, but maybe a sponge filter and uh, maybe some floating plants without really long rootlets and a spawning mop that sinks for gardener, a sinking spawning mop. No, no cork on it. Just let it be right on the bottom. Um, clean out, like do a water change, suck out all the detritus and stuff before you do this, put in the spawning mops. And the reason you don't want plants and stuff in there is you want all the eggs in the mop. You don't want them to have other places to lay the eggs. So I put them in there. At the end of the day, I would collect the eggs out of the mops. And then I would put the mops back in. And after two or three days, you'll see egg production really drop. That's when it's time to separate the sexes again and condition them again. Then I'd incubate the eggs, uh, probably in damp peat moss, hash them out. And that third aquarium that we have that doesn't have any males or females in it is where I would raise those, those babies. And you can get, I mean, if you separate them like that and feed them really well, you'll be able to get a few hundred eggs out of three pairs, no problem, uh, over the course of a few days spawning once you put them in together, depending on their age and, and their collection point and stuff. So that's how I like to do it when I'm trying to get a lot of babies. However, if I'm not trying to get a lot of babies, what I like to do is just keep a nice colony, like say, uh, say it's a 40 gallon breeder. I would probably put six to eight pairs in there or six to eight trios in there. And I would have like half of it just choked with Java moss and tons of water sprite, just lots of plants in about half of the aquarium and I would just feed the adults really well and every day squirt a little bit of like baby brine shrimp in there or something and enough babies will survive that that colony will gradually grow you're not going to get tons of production that way but you'll keep the colony going as the old fish die off there'll be plenty of new fish and you'll actually get enough new fish that occasionally you'll have to thin them out so um, those are the two ways to go about it and depending on what you're trying to do if you're trying to relax and just have a cool colony to watch well planted is the way to go if you want to crank out tons of babies bear tanks with spawning mops and keep the sexes separated until you're going to spawn them and the reason you do that killifish generally only lay a few eggs a day they're continuous spawners they aren't like kerosens or cyprinids or you know tetras and barbs and stuff where the females bulk up with tons of eggs and then spawn and, and lay like a few hundred eggs at once they're not like that they lay a few eggs a day so by separating the females the females will bulk up on eggs and then when you put them in with the male at the end of the week or two weeks however long it takes for them to really bulk up usually about a week um, they'll lay a whole bunch of eggs all at once and then you can hatch them all at once so you get babies that are all the same age which makes it easier for them to raise so that's kind of one reason to separate them all right. Punchy paints. I'm not live streaming tonight in the middle of high winds, etc. here. Oh, us too, man. That wind is whipping. Like I would hate to be a truck driver driving an empty semi truck on the highway right now. I mean, I bet trucks are flipping like crazy out there. It's, it's pretty nuts right now. Hope you do. Okay. Punchy paints. Hope you're doing well. Uh, yeah. The weather is these seasonal changes in, in Wyoming. Uh, the spring and the summer, when it first starts to get cold or first starts to heat up, we have a little section of the year where the winds just whip through and like change the seasons for us. <laughs> Varanid guy, 
All four archers arrived in great shape today. Whew. The largest one seems to be the most stressed, but now they're a little lighter and patrolling the surface. The big boy was a surprise. Yeah, I'm glad they arrived in good shape. Um, I actually don't like shipping the bigger ones, just because bigger fish take bigger bags and are a little harder to ship. But what happened is I had four smaller ones in here and I caught three of them and I went to catch the fourth one and I had him in the net and he like flipped out of the net and like landed on the cart and flopped around a bit. And I, I caught him and put him back in there and he's fine right now. But I didn't know if if he had maybe injured himself or something. And so I didn't want to send him to you. Um, so I put him back in the tank so he could recover and I didn't have any more small ones. So I sent you a little bit bigger one. Hope that's okay. I wasn't planning on doing it, but you know, when a fish flips out of the net and then flops around a bit on the cart or, or, or on the floor or whatever, um, I worry that they might injure themselves or bruise themselves or something. And I don't want to take that fish and put it in a bag and then send it out right away. I want to give it some time to recover before I do that. So that fish just jumped on me. Uh, it, it was a squirrely one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I hope you like them and I hope they do well for you long term. Keeps lost sheep. Thoughts on breeding coolies in captivity or why it's been such a struggle. I know some people have had it happen by accident, but not much luck intentionally. So Peeps Lost Sheep, um, I don't know anything about breeding coolie loaches other than reading about it, usually when it happens to people by accident. But let's see if loaches.com can help us here. Um, loaches.com breeding coolie loaches. Let's see here. Well, okay, I just saw this. This is the fish doctor. I, I know nothing about the fish doctor. I don't know if they're legit or not, but they've got this whole section here on breeding them. So that might be worth looking at. But the site that I, I know is pretty reputable Looks like there's some articles on it here. Here we go. This is loaches.com. Here's a whole thing about breeding um, a coolie loach. So I would check out loaches.com and see what they did, how they did it. Those are where the true loach geeks congregate. And th yeah, that's where you're, I think, going to find the best information. I can't help you. I've never bred them. Um, at least not intentionally. And most people I know that have bred them, it wasn't intentional. It was just this, I had them and then there were babies. <laughs> so Rick May, got my order of corridors today. All looking great. All right, Rick, I'm glad to hear it. Um, and thanks for letting me know. I'm always a little bit nervous <laughs> until I get the report that everything's okay. But uh, thanks for letting me know. Abolished farms. <laughs> that reminds me of that song. Like they... They put up a parking lot. Bop, bop, bop. What is that song? They pave paradise and put up a parking lot. That's what I think of when I read Abolished Farms. It's like the farm's gone. Now there's a parking lot. <laughs> the Gobies on your tour the other day. Yeah, I'm glad you liked them. Um, got several different species now. And one thing I hope to do when I get the warehouse is get, you know, a nice variety of Gobies. I just feel like that's a fish that is awesome. 
fish group of fishes um, that are awesome. And we, we have so few available. So I do want to get into more of them, but I'm glad you liked them. Rockford fish keeping too bad. I'm so far away with my ICD would have your inventor spot on. Okay. Hang on Rockford. Let me parse that too bad. I'm so far away. Yep. Me with my OCD would have your inventor spot on inventor spot on investor. I confess, I'm not quite sure what that is, but I wish you didn't live so far away either. And um, yeah, <laughs> OCD is a superpower, man. I know some folks that are OCD that are so organized and make things happen so well. Cubby Shack. I mean, I don't want to be flipping about it either. I also know there are cases where it's actually so bad it gets in the way of people's happiness and stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm just trying to put a positive spin on it. Cubby Shack, I take a picture, then count them on. Oh, yeah, for sure. For to do inventory, taking a picture and counting is the best way to do it. Um, for sure. But you don't always have the time to like take a picture and count them all. And oh, is that one behind the filter? And there's plants in there. Is that a fish? You know, so, but I, I get you. When I first get them in, and they're still in the bucket, then I can take a quick picture and count for sure. Once they're in the tanks, it gets a little harder. But yep, that is the best way to do inventory. I agree. If you're going to do it actually accurately. B-Start, local fish sales. There is a market in the area, but no local fish store. Will get gills offer a pickup option? Okay, let me. B-Start at Dance Fish, local fish sales. There is a market in the area, but no local fish store. Oh, okay. I understand what you're saying. You're saying, B-Start, I think that you would like to do local fish sales, but you don't have a fish store you can sell to. So if you sold on Get Gills, would people be able to do a pickup option? Um, what we're working on there, something that will allow that pretty soon here. Um, Jonathan's just got to finish the coding of it. Basically what it is, is you can give a... You, there is a local pickup option that you can put. Yes. Okay, okay. So I got two things confused. We are, there's two things you can do. You can create, let me walk you through it right now. I'll show you exactly how to do this. Okay. So if you want to create local pickup for your items, just go to your store, manage shipping methods, and you can create a shipping method. I'm going to call this local pickup. And it's not going to cost anything. And I'll call it a pickup box. There. I just created. Oh, I have to call it something else. It doesn't like local pickup box. Oh, no, it did. It did. Hang on. There it is. So I just created this right here. This is shipping method local pickup for, with the pickup box, and it doesn't cost anything. So you can do that and put that on your store. The only problem with doing that, is this saying that I've got a whole bunch of shipping methods activated that I don't want to have activated? That's weird. I'm going to have to look at this later. I should just have these ones activated. It should be 39 
3415 29. Yes. Oh. I need to change things around on my store. I just saw that I still have the FedEx option up there. I need to change that to the UPS option. Anyway, so you can create local pickup, free shipping for local customers as an option. I think that's playing with fire a little bit though, because I mean, you can make it really clear in your listing that that's the case, but you're still gonna get customers that aren't local, that just aren't paying attention and choose that option. They just see, oh, a free option, they'll click up, click on it. And then, you know, you'll have to email them and be like, if you're not gonna pick it up locally, then you have to pay for shipping and you have to send them an invoice for that and all that. So there is a way to do it. There's not a way to optimize for it though, to where only local people are picking the option. So what we're working on now, and it's still a little ways from being done, is a custom discount thing where you can give any customer a code for a discount for any amount that you want to give them. So what you could do is give your local customers a code for a shipping discount in the amount that, that is an automatic discount for the amount of the shipping. So that is a way to make sure only local customers use the local shipping option. So you don't get a bunch of orders from out of town folks. So that's my thought about that. But you can totally put it up there right now, Beast Heart. You could totally make a local pickup option and you don't have to ship on GetGills. There just might be some backend work managing folks when they place orders and they're not local because they didn't read the fine print or whatever. That's probably not the worst thing in the world. Garen, all good, no worries. Still getting my quarantine tank set up. Yep, I'm glad you're doing that. I, whenever it's possible, quarantine tanks are the way to go. I, this is Alishan. Alishan AS. I have seen the Oipoquensis flag tail panda quarry at various club auctions. They have been bred by hobbyists. Cool. Corridor's Robinet usually goes by the common name of flag tail quarry. Oh, I don't have these mislabeled, do I? I think the ones I have are the Flagtail Cory. If you're a Cory geek and... What? Okay, I, I just got to... Let me look at this. I want to make sure I'm not listing my fish wrong. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's not Flagtail Cory. It's flagtail panda. I, I see what's happening. So this is the flagtail quarry. Yes. What I meant to say was flagtail panda quarry. You're right. I, I probably forgot to say panda. I probably just said flagtail quarry. What I meant to say flagtail panda quarry. Sorry about that. Good, good clear up. Thanks for clearing me up on that. Gary Duncan, I went to your son and get gills as soon as you posted the corridors equus. I can't find them. Um, let me see. They might have already sold out. Let me look on the back end here. Look at my orders. Sorry, I can't share this bit because it'll have customers' private information on it. But let me just see if they sold out or if I neglected to post them the right way. Every now and then I screw some up. Oh, yeah, they're gone. Someone bought them already. Sorry, Gary. Orange Cones, so glad you brought your water. Me too. Let's wet that whistle.
<laughs> Rico Stan, you heard him. Everybody here sent Dan an email on Friday to get those CPDs posted. Well, it's going to happen now, isn't it? <laughs> Emil LPS 1012 Royal Fish Aquatics is going on at 9 central 9 p.m. central once you are done we may be able to catch his cool good to know so if you want more uh, when this is done then head on over to Royal Fish Aquatics for more fish geek out now caveat I don't know Royal Fish Aquatics um, I assume it's a great channel I I'm not familiar with it but um can't hurt to check it out can 5015 emerald quarries are doing amazing i'm glad to hear it i like those broke splendens quite a lot they're they're such fun fish and just wait till they get like three four inches they're they're truly impressive when they're full grown orange cones i can't wait to get my new orange box yep we're gonna home depot this thing <laughs> it's gonna be bright orange everywhere <laughs> I'm a EBI. Which corridors on your site are the most active and outgoing? Um, that would be the flagtail panda quarries for sure. The emerald quarries, uh, the brocus are pretty outgoing too, but they're not a they're not a corridora. They're a brocus, so they get pretty big. But the flagtail panda quarries are the ones that are out and about the most. The ones that are less least likely to kind of scatter for cover when I walk by or lift up the lid or something. Now the equus are like that too. They're out and about quite a bit, but now that what happens with equus is in a large group, they're super comfortable and they're just out there. I notice when I first get them in, they're all out all the time. As I sell them off and the group shrinks, they get, they get to this critical mass. I don't know the exact number, but where there's only a few of them left and then they get a little skittish. So they, they want to be in a pretty good size group. But right now, the, the flagtail pandas are definitely out and about and active. Now, that's how they are in my setup. I, I can't guarantee they'll be like that in another setup. Uh, there's so many variables, and I see it all the time where someone posts about a fish, and they're describing the behavior, and it's the exact opposite of what I experience. So it just depends on the tank size, how it's set up, tank mates, billion different factors. But um, as far as what I'm experiencing here, um, the flagtail panda quarries. Sandy cheeks. <laughs> it's like you're sitting on the beach. Pseudomilgo pass guy tips and tricks to keep them happy and breeding them. Thank you. Honestly, I think the pass guy, um, which are actually luminatus. So the ones in the hobby are actually pseudomilgo luminatus. I don't know of anyone in the United States that has pass guy. Maybe a couple super like blue-eyed geeks might have some but what you actually have i would bet is pseudomogil luminatus often called pasci but it's it's an error um with them if if breeding is the goal what i would do is a bear tank sponge filter and a floating spawning mop that hangs all the way down within an, about an inch of the bottom of the aquarium. I don't like mops that hang down so far that they actually hit the bottom of the aquarium because then detritus and stuff clucks between the mop and the bottom. I like them just a little above the bottom if they're a floating mop because then there's a little space under there. Fish can swim under there and hide and stuff, but also just all the gunk is less likely to settle there. Um, Anyway, that'll force them to lay the mops in the eggs. In the eggs? The eggs in the mops? 
<laughs> that will force them to lay their eggs in the mops. Um, as far as feeding them, I've never had a problem. Flakes, really small pellets, like really small pellets because they have small mouths. Flakes, uh, baby brine shrimp is a favorite. Any small little live or frozen foods to kind of bulk them up if you're trying to breed would be a great way to do it. They will learn to eat rapashi. They'll learn to eat algae wafers. So you can put a kind of a, a large thing in there, like an algae wafer or a chunk of rapashi, and they'll just chew on it for hours and hours. That's a good way to keep them bulked up so they breed more. Tight-fitting lid because they can jump, but I found them to be really easy, honestly, even in a very bare, bare tank. Um, temperatures mid to upper 70s is fine and just a sponge filter bubbling away they do really well so that's my thoughts on them I don't think they take any real special care Rockford Fishkeeping I've seen three trunks on their side today three trunks on their side today Rockford I'm not following I'm sorry DC Kyle do you have a favorite type of frozen food to feed do you feed it daily just started feeding it and all my fish from you love it um, I don't have a specific favorite food I, I'm a believer in variety so my favorite is variety so I'll feed frozen brine shrimp I'll feed frozen blood worms I'll feed frozen mysis shrimp those are the three main ones um, I'll feed some live fruit flies, some baby brine shrimp, but I'll also feed flakes and pellets and rapashi and granules, whatever, algae wafers, all that stuff. So I feed as much variety as the fish will eat. There are some fish that are obligate predators that it's really hard to get them to eat like pellets or flakes or stuff like that. So then I'm limited to live and maybe some frozen. But if I can get a fish to eat it, I'll feed it generally. But I don't only feed it, whatever that food is, like algae wafers, for example. I'll feed carnivorous fish algae wafers. I just don't feed them that all the time. But every now and then, get a little veggie in them, get them some vitamins and stuff, no problem, right? So if the fish is a carnivore, I'll stick to mostly, you know, meat-based, meat-based kind of diets, frozen foods, live foods, flakes and pellets with a more meat-based uh, component, but I'll mix in community, I'll mix in veggie stuff. So to me, it's not about any one food, it's about, about variety for sure. Branded guy, it's more than okay, he's beautiful. I'm glad you like him. The original one you sent was actually pretty scared when they first went in, but he perked up after a few minutes and genuinely seemed excited. Yeah, he's like, who's in my house? Why are you here? What's your name? You didn't knock? <laughs> I'm glad you like him. Jerry Serple Morris, hey, do you know if there are fish fit for a 20 gallon for 20 gallon tanks and under that would breed year round outdoors in SoCal? I know I asked about this stuff a lot. I got addicted to tubbing. Oh, no problem. Most fish that I know of are going to stop breeding in the fall and winter. So the fish that can be outside year round are going to be temperate species, right? And all the temperate species I know of that we keep in aquariums, I'm not talking about like salmon and stuff that run in the fall, but like aquarium fish are pretty much seasonal spawners. 
in the spring, once the water temperature heats up to about 65 degrees or so, more or less steadily stays there, they'll kind of kick into spawning mode and they'll start spawning. Some of them only spawn once or twice or whatever and are done. Some of them will keep spawning spring and throughout the summer until the, the weather starts to cool off again. When the light cycle shortens and the um, cooler temperatures start coming on, that's their cue to stop spawning and start feeding really heavy for the winter, right? So I honestly don't know of a fish that you could keep in SoCal, Southern California, year round that would still spawn even in the cooler months, even in the winter. Um, because all the temperate species I know of are cued to stop spawning when, when it cools back down. Yep. So you can definitely keep them outdoors year round, but I wouldn't expect spawning activity in the fall and winter time. All right. Peeps lost sheep. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, I miss a super chat. Living Aquatics, I am so sorry. I missed your super chat. Thank you so much for the $1.99. Always appreciated. Never required, but it does make the wife super happy. And that is, what is that, a mustachioed pair? Oh, those are sunglasses. It's like floppy sunglasses on that pair. <laughs> Thanks so much. And the sticker's cute. Mickey M found out I have one okay sized male and two females and three smaller juvenile Rivulus zifidus from Cirque Cacao, French Guyana. F3 to 4 from fish my friends brought back home in the summer of 2004. That is awesome. That is so cool. For those that don't know what this fish is, let me show you. The name's changed. Uh, I know it is Rivulus zifidus too, but it's, it's changed. I forget what it is now. Um, but this fish is amazing. Look at this thing. This is probably the most colorful of the South American non-annual species known as Rivulus or that group. And they are every bit this pretty. That's no joke. They're, these pictures are not lies. They really are gorgeous, gorgeous fish. There's a nice shot of them spawning. That's cool. So congratulations. That's some exciting stuff. And what is it? Liamo Libius now? Okay, what's their... Hang on, I got to see what their current scientific name is now. Oh, Le, there it is. Liamo Simeon Zifidus. Yeah, they used to be Rivulus. I can never remember. Like, I remember when Sinolibius were Sinolibius and Rivulus were Rivulus. And then some Sinolibius became Astrofundulus. But beyond that, or Astrolibius, oh, see, I can't even remember. But beyond that, all the name changes, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Brian P. throwing down $5 for the Happy Wife Fund. <laughs> it's going to take more than that, Brian. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you so much. <laughs> Very much appreciated. And that is funny. <laughs> Cichlids23, not heard from Josh yet about the purple guppy fry pack. Hey, just one more fish um, with Josh. If you're here, um, would you let me know if you got that? I, I think I sent an email, sent an email hooking you guys up, but let me just double check. Maybe I entered Josh's email wrong and he never got it. Um, purple guppy. 
fry pack. Okay, I'll check into that. It could be my bad. Um, I I thought I sent an email introducing you to so you could get the shipping details taken care of, but it's always possible that I entered Josh's email wrong or something like that. Oh, Rockford Fishkeeping, sorry, darkroom typing. Inventory, yes, oh yeah, I would love to have your OCD help with inventory, man. That would be fantastic. Yesterday, I was under the gun trying to get all the fish packed up and sealed up and uh, boxed and everything and ready before uh, UPS closed. And I was just like talking to myself. I was just like, man, I got to hire someone. Man, I got to hire someone. I was so close. I almost put an ad out right then, but it's not quite the time. EJ fishes 76. I mean, it really, I got to... If there was someone local that I knew and trusted, I would probably hire him like right away. But the problem is this is in my home and like I've got kids. And so it's hard to, for me to hire someone just off the street, right? That I don't know. And be like, sure, come on in, you know, <laughs> got to worry about my, my kids and safety and all that. Um, EJ fishes 76 best way to get rid of a bacterial bloom. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you how to get rid of it, but then let's talk about what it is and, and what's really going on. So the best way I think of to get rid of a bacterial bloom, like if you're just like, oh, that looks nasty. You're, you've got this big tank in your living room. Your mother-in-law is going to come over in a few days and it's just got that nasty white cloudy water. What I would do is just, you know, a UV filter, a UV sterilizer is the, the quickest way to like just clean it up so it looks clear and looks good. So you're, you know, you don't have to explain to the mother-in-law what's happening here. Um, but a bacterial bloom generally is a symptom that there's a lot of excess nutrients in the tank. So something's out of balance. So, so now that we've talked about like the quick band-aid fix, let's try to get to the root of the problem instead of just throwing a Band-Aid on it. Let's try to, because if that's happening and something's out of balance and you clear the bacteria bloom, but don't fix the thing that's out of balance, you're going to have other problems develop. Um, so if you have excess nutrients, probably too much food in there decaying, so the bacteria just swarm it and, and their population booms, um, that's generally what it is. There's something in there that they're feeding on and they're feeding on it to such an extent they're turning the entire water column white. If you don't figure out what those excess nutrients are coming from, overfeeding, heavily, heavily stocked fish tank just full of poop, any organic matter that is not inert, so any organic matter that can decay can result in a bacteria bloom. So what I would suggest is looking at that. Is it overfeeding? Is there too much food? Um, is there's so many fish in there or fish that just create so much poop, like a big pleco or certain gold, you know, goldfish can do this and things that, um, that it's too much waste for that aquarium to handle. Um, do you need to just siphon the bottom of the tank more often to get that stuff out somewhere something is is creating just dense nutrient uh, 
soup for these bacteria to thrive on. So that's what you got to figure out because even if you clear the water and you don't fix that problem, then the bacteria can't eat all that waste. Something else is going to eat that waste or, or, and it could be even worse than the bacteria. It could be a, uh, a protozoan that can infect your fish. It could be lots of things. So that's what I would talk about or that's what I would say in relation to a bacterial bloom. And by the way, this isn't like a shame, shame, shame thing. We've all had bacterial blooms. It just happens. Something's out of whack. Something's out of balance. Just one more fish with Josh. They took all the trees and put them in a tree museum, charged the people a dollar and a half to see them. They paved paradise, put up a parking lot. Bop, bop, bop. Yep, you know it. New Mexico Aquatics can funnel the Panchak's garden rye. Awesome killifish. Do well in a cool tank, low 60s to upper 60s. Uh, thank you so much. I, I don't think so. There are a lot of killifish that will do fine in the low to mid 60s. Your diapterons and lots of other species. I'm sure there are some killy keepers that are able to keep fundable panchax garden right in the low to mid 60s. However, in my experience, they like it hotter. The, the lowest I would personally keep Fundal Panchax Garden Rye for any extended period of time is probably about 68 degrees. And what I shoot for for them is 72 to 74 degrees. Now, they can go to 78 with no problem at all. But 72 to 74, they're not going to burn out as quickly. And um, they're going to still produce quite a few eggs. So... Once they get below that 68 degree range or so, they might be just fine, but I personally would start worrying. Uh, breeding is probably going to cease or halt or just decrease to the point where there's almost no breeding going on. But uh, I would start worrying about their metabolism and their immune system at those cool temperatures too. So that's just me. There are a lot of killie guys that keep their, their fish rooms get down to 65 degrees routinely. Um, but I start feeling a little antsy myself under 68. Mickey M, if possible, would you like to have some rivulus zifidus? Oh yeah, since you are an old killie nerd like myself, I would love to. I love that fish. It's going to have to wait though. I'm not in a situation right now where I can do that. So Mickey M, once I get this warehouse up and running and have it to the point where it doesn't consume my every minute. What I would like to do is set up a breeding rack and do videos on just conditioning, egg incubation, hatching, raising, and growing out lots of different species of fish. And Enzifidus um, would be at the top of that list. So in the future, I would love to do that. And um, thanks so much for asking, that's awesome. But I'm not in a position where I can take uh, advantage of an opportunity like that at this time. David Atkins, is there a guarantee on free shipped fish? Um, it totally depends. So if you're asking about Get Gills, every store on Get Gills, so let's just show you this real quick. Okay, so tonight we're talking about because your fish, because your fish uh, is providing six red, uh, super red plecos for the giveaway tonight. So the way you find them is you click on stores right here. 
And that will take you to a page where you can see all the stores on GetGills. And we need to paginate. There's now so many stores that it does take a little while to load. But here's all the different stores on GetGills. Here's my store, Dance Fish. There's Because Your Fish up there. There's lots of them. So all these are individual vendors on the site. Each one has their own shipping policy. So they decide if they want to do refunds, if they want to do guarantees or not. If you look at Because Your Fish, you click on View Store Details and you can see the ratings over here. You could type them a message here and you can see their policies here. So if you're going to buy from Because Your Fish, read their store policy. It looks like they do live arrival guarantee um, via Express 2 Day. So you can read this and see all of their policies. And you can do that for any of the stores on GetGills. So GetGills doesn't have its own policy that everyone has to follow. Each Think of it as like a flea market um, or a mall where each store or each stall in the market has their own policies that they, um, yeah, that they decide on. So I don't know what other stores do. I personally do have a guarantee on every fish I ship. Uh, I don't ship any fish for free though. So if there is a store out there shipping fish for free, I would just look at their policies. And if it's not clear, uh, you know, you can send them a message through the site where you can ask them. Petsotics 250 continuing the happy wife fund. Thank you so much, Diego. I appreciate it. And Big Yak 35 also throwing down $5 saying, keep up the good work and inspiration. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for the $5. That's inspiring to me. <laughs> I appreciate you. Oops. Hang on. Chat did what chat does. Anytime you hear my, anytime you hear this noise, that's me with the mouse frantically trying to scroll up um, to uh, <laughs> find where chat jumped from. Still going. It jumped. It, wow, it jumped a lot. Holy cow! There we go. Finally got to it. It was orange cones. Cheers, orange cones. Orange Cones is trolling me. Buy one, get one free at Dan's Fish. Count me in. <laughs> That's just a troll. There is no buy one, get one free right now. Thanks, Orange Cones. How many emails am I going to get for that now? <laughs> How about this? Buy one, Orange Cones will buy you the second fish for free at Dan's Fish. How you like them apples, Orange Cones? <laughs> Rockford fish keeping those long fins I got from you are outgoing in my tank. Awesome. Yeah, so that's true. The long fin paleotis are pretty outgoing as well. That is true. Or did you get the Aeneas? I can't remember. Between the two, the paleotis are the more outgoing, but the Aeneas aren't super shy either. They used to be, but uh, after a couple of weeks, they started coming out more. The thing about the flagtail pandas, though, that was impressive was they never had like, it didn't take them a couple weeks to get comfortable and start coming out. I let them out of the bag. And from then on, they were like out and about. They didn't go through that. Oh, I'm shy for a couple weeks. So 
that was kind of impressive. I usually you get a new fish, especially a quarry, you put it in the tank and it's going to be shy for a couple of weeks. You walk by, it's going to dart behind the filter, or dart behind a log or something. And the flagtail pandas didn't do that. Now, maybe they do normally do that, but they didn't do that for me. Paul's Paul Soltero, try a photo counting app for your phone. Take a picture and the app counts what's oh in the photo. Count things from photos or visual counter in the Apple App Store. Photo counting app. So I have a photo counting, I have a counting software, but it doesn't like do it automatically for me and I can't do it on my phone. I didn't know there were apps for this. That might be worth looking into. Thanks. Thanks, Paul, for the uh, for the tip. Johnny Knuckles. Sounds like an MMA fighter. I am the guy who ordered two pairs of the Red Dragons and inquired about the Equus. Very excited for the Rainbows, but wondering if you'll be getting Equus again. I did attempt tonight as well. Um, so I am definitely going to get more Corridor's Equus in. They're one of the most in-demand fish it would be foolish of me not to get more in everybody wants them and i get emails from them all the, all the time asking about them but it'll be a little while i i'm clearing room right now for what i hope will come from nigeria um i've got an import from nigeria i've been trying to get in for nine months now um covid shut all that down so i'm hoping that in november that shipment from Nigeria will come. What that means is I'm selling fish now and not getting new fish in because I'm trying to empty out tanks. So I have room for that big import from Nigeria. Um, the source I get those Equus from, which is a great source, by the way, I like none of them die. They, they're all, they're rock solid for me. And as far as I know, for all my customers too, but in order to buy from that person, I have to buy thousands of fish at a time. So it's not like I can just be like, oh, I'm out of Equus. I'm going to order some more Equus. It's like, no, I'm out of Equus. Now I've got to wait until I'm out of thousands of other fish too. So I can like place a bulk order to get them because I'm dealing with, um, I'm not dealing with a wholesaler. I'm dealing with the person who actually uh, breeds them and raises them in quantity and, and they don't, you know, they don't smell, they don't sell small time. So I will definitely get more in, but I don't know when. Alicia and AS, can you give us a teaser regarding the Nigerian shipment? Thanks. Um, not really. I, I know what I ordered. And at the time, I think I even talked about it. This was back in like, right before everything shut down with COVID. So last winter. Um, but the reason I can't do that is what the supplier had at the time, they no longer have. Like their inventory has changed dramatically since then. And depending on the time of year dictates what they can go and catch. Um, because these are wild fish. There isn't like a, a massive breeding operation supplying these in Nigeria. So they have to go out, find them and collect them. And, and seasonality is a big thing with which kind of fish are available at any given time of year. So I literally don't know what I'm going to be getting. Um, so I can't even tell you what I'm going to be getting. What I'm hoping to get are several kinds of killifish. That's the main reason I placed the order. A few kinds of, of smaller West African cichlids. Um, several neat little barb type fish like 
like Jay, I've been trying to get uh, Barbus J for a long time. Oh, that genus might not be right anymore. Um, and stuff like that. But I honestly don't know. They kind of said, hey, it looks like we're going to be able to ship. Um, we, Delta opened up so we can start shipping stuff via Delta Airlines. But we have to go get stuff. We don't have anything in stock right now because this just happened. So that's the last I heard from them. So I really don't know, Alicia, what it'll be. T-Shot, I have multiple fish in my community tank that are flashing, ooh, rubbing their bodies on things. Skin flukes, thoughts? I was going to treat with Paracleanse. Any other tips, advice? Thanks, Dan. Um, so T-Shot, it's impossible for me to tell you what that is exactly that's causing that. What flashing is, is an indication that their skin is irritated. It's like you, if you itch your skin, it's the same thing when you go like this, right? Well, what could that be? That could be a mosquito bite. That could be skin mites. That could be um, some kind of weird parasite. That could be a rash. It could be, there's so many things. It, you could have a bacterial infection on your skin that's causing irritation. Um, so all, all I know when I see a fish flashing is that it has an itch and is trying to scratch it. That, that's all I can tell. Now, if I, and fish will do this occasionally, by the way, just like you and me. Um, so if you're watching a tank and a fish flashes, I wouldn't be concerned immediately. Now, I, I, you said lots of fish are flashing in your tank, so you, you might have a problem. But if I just see that, I'm not immediately concerned. I observe for a while, and if I see that fish flashing a lot or lots of fish flashing, then I'm like, oh, now there's a problem. But an occasional flash is just, oh, there's, there's an itch. Let me scratch that, right? Now, you're seeing that multiple fish are doing it, so it's likely that there is a problem. Um, but I can't tell you what it is. It could also be water parameters. It could be pH is out of whack or, or um, that there's some kind of chemical in the water that's irritating them. There's, there's all kinds of possibilities. So I'm sorry, I couldn't tell you what to do. There's too many possible causes without being there and observing and things with you. I can't give you any more than to tell you that your fish are itchy. Now, if I looked at that and I deduced that it was some kind of skin parasite, um, and then there's different things I would treat with. If it was like anchorworm, I would treat with uh, Dimelin X because that will treat anchorworms. If it was like Ick or something like that, then I would go with Ick X. Um, Prozzi's pretty good for a lot of these things too. So it, then it depends on, if it's a parasite, it depends on what parasite is it. In general, I think it's pretty safe to treat with uh, Praziquantol and Ickex. So I've never used Paracleanse. Um, I can't remember what's in it. Is it a Prazi product? Paracleanse by Fritz. Um, ingredients. I have to see what's in it. Oh, okay. So Paracleanse is Metro and Prazi. So that's pretty safe. I, I don't think... 
you're going to harm anything by treating with paracleanse. Um, so paracleanse is like the new uh, general cure, I guess. Um, but I can't give you any more than to tell you that they're itchy. Okay, 812. Jerry Serple Morris thinks at Dan's Fish, I got a bunch of strains of Madaka, but I thought it was probably too late in the year to breed them. Yeah, that's my... That's my hunch, is that uh, they'll probably stop breeding for you until the spring. Marzi SoCal, your thoughts on keeping a pea puffer in a 3.7 gallon tank? I think one pea puffer, sure. If the tank is uh, well scaped and has stuff to occupy their attention, this probably isn't a popular opinion, but I think that that is big enough for a pea puffer. Um, other folks will tell you you need 10 gallons or more. And and that's fine. You know, everyone has their own opinion about it. But in a 3.7 gallon tank, I think you can get away with it if there's enough stuff in there for the puffer to interact with. They're very curious. They're, um, I want to use the word intelligence with some caution, but they're, you know, an intelligent species uh, of fish more so than others. Um, and so stuff for them to interact with is important. If like, if you can put snails in there for them to hunt, if you can put scuds in them for them to spend the day chasing down, if there's clumps of plants for them to swim in and explore lots of nooks and crannies and stuff, then I think it's okay. If it's just like a plain bare 3.7 gallon tank, um, probably not so much. They need stuff to be inquisitive about. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> it's easier to get immigration status than it is getting Equus from Dan. <laughs> I, I know. I know everyone wants them, and I'll try my best to get them again as soon as I can. So the warehouse is going to help with this so much. So right now, in order for me to clear out enough tank space to do an import, I have to sell more than 50% of my inventory just because I have a small facility. Once I get this new warehouse built, it's going to drop to something like I'll only have to sell off like, I don't know, 12 to 15% of my inventory before I can place another order. What that means is I'll likely to be able to do an import like every week or two, something like that. So um, it's just, my business model is buying bulk directly from suppliers, but I have a small facility. So that creates some inventory choke points, just the nature of that. The warehouse is gonna help with all that so much. These things will not be as big a problem as they are now. And I apologize. I know that it's, uh, I know it's not ideal right now. My ability to, like when I run out of something, I can't just like reorder it. Like I've got to do a large import, right? And that's hard in a small space. Barry Hammonds, $2.99 with a thumbs up pair. I still wonder what the meeting was where all the corporate yucky yucks got in together and we're like, uh, all right, we need to do super chat stickers. What should we do? Well, boss, we should do fruit. There's some study that shows that like 99.3% of people approve of fruit or something that they present. Then, all right, which fruit? Then three weeks of research and pears. 
pears are the fruit for the super chat stickers. <laughs> it's like it's, I just see those pear stickers and I'm like, how did that become a thing? Cyclist 23, we talked. All right, good. You and Josh got everything worked out. Good to hear it. Okay. <laughs> Orange cones, I'd work for free fish. <laughs> Yeah, I've done that before. When I was a kid, I'd volunteer at pet stores and they reward me with fish. Just one more fish with Josh. I noticed the message about the purple dragonfly pack. It's all taken care of. Apparently, my email to cyclist23 is lost in the cloud. All good now. Cool. I'm glad you guys worked out. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for letting me know. Chattanooga Ed. No way. Chattanooga Ed has stickered me a workout pair instead of a punching fox cat. My face thanks you. It's much less sore right now than the usual, Ed. <laughs> Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Marcy SoCal Wi-Fi, you vex me so. Yeah, I hear you. Modern problems. Oops, there's that. There's that. He's scrolling like crazy sound again because chat jumped. Okay. Orange Cones, do you plan to continue live streaming after the warehouse is in place? Yes. I plan on continuing to live stream until I die. Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. I've, I've committed to this. Now, I mean, life can happen and, you know, I, that could change. But that's the plan right now. I, I plan on continuing for sure. This is important to me. This is my interaction with other fish geeks. And this is kind of the only time I, I get to do that now that I live out in the middle of Wyoming where there aren't a bunch of fish nerds. So absolutely. Um, I enjoy this. I get a lot out of it. It's, uh, I don't know. It's like uh, just interacting with other fish nerds via something besides email is refreshing. I, I really enjoy it. I wish we were in person. That'd be more fun, but I'll take what I can get. Green Grove Aquatics, will you kick stores off, get gills, if you see a lot of complaints? That's a good question. Um, and Jonathan and I are talking about that right now, actually. Because um, there is a store on there that we've received a few complaints about. Um, I will say this. Anyone ordering on get gills, just check out the reviews before you order. And it's pretty easy to do. Like, if... If you're on Get Gills, let's see here. Where is it? Is it in the stores? Yeah. So if you go to the stores, it shows you the feedback right here, these fishies, right? This is the feedback. And you can get on there, and um, if you want to read feedback in detail, go to the store, click Details, and... Um, Computer's a little slow. It's doing a lot at once right now. But you can read. These are all the reviews right here. So you can read the reviews and get a real good sense of what's going on. So that's number one. So when we built this website, we built it to be self-policing. We built the review function so that the community could police itself, basically. And we actually have a clause in our user agreement that says that Get Gills has no policing duties. 
So what we're trying to do is create a community where people can come selfish and things. And if they do a poor job, then everyone knows it through reviews. And that's the function of regulation. Unfortunately, what that means is that if no one's if no one has reviews, you don't know yet. So if no one's made any sales yet and they happen to not be a good vendor and you're the person that makes the purchase and it goes bad, you get to leave the first negative review, right? So until there's a little bit of a track record, that mechanism doesn't work so well. I, I understand that. But um, so what Jonathan and I are talking about is there's a store in particular that we've received a few complaints about. And if you look at their feedback, you'll see why. Like something around like 30 to 40% of their transactions seem to go wrong. Uh, bad communication and things like that. And that, that's a large percentage, right? That's a problem. So the last time I got a complaint from them was just a couple days ago. And I, I talked to Jonathan and I was like, you know, should we go ahead and, and kick this person off? And we've thought about it and we haven't come to a conclusion. It seems like a simple thing. Like, hey, someone acts up, you just kick them off, right? Or not even acts up. Someone does a poor job, you get a bunch of complaints, you just kick them off. It seems simple. The reason it's not simple is, for me anyway, the moment we do that, We've now bound ourselves to that duty of being the policing force on the site, as opposed to the community regulating itself. Um, and I honestly don't want to be, I, I don't want that duty. Now, if someone's literally ripping people off, um, that's a little different, but it's just, if it's just poor communication and orders aren't sent out for weeks and, and stuff like that, that's aggravating and horrible, but it's not like breaking the law. Right. So I don't want to set the precedent of anyone, but the community regulating the site. I want the site to be self-regulating. So that's why I'm hesitant. Now I don't know if that's smart of me or dumb of me, or, or what the right course of action is there. But we set up the site to be self, a self-regulating community, and I'm worried about meddling with that, I guess is the bottom line. So, but we're talking about it right now, the best way to handle that. And, and I truly don't know. I'm, I'm a little perplexed about that, honestly, about what the correct course of action is. B-Start Counting Crows, Big Yellow Taxi is the song. Cool. About the parking lot. Pave Paradise, put a parking lot. Big, I tried to see Counting Crows in concert one time. Counting Crows and Live, that band Live, um, Lightning Crashes. Um, drove like an hour and a half to get to the concert and Counting Crows didn't show up. <laughs> But live showed up and did an extended set. So I became a pretty big live fan for a little while. But I was a little disappointed. I think there were some cocaine problems. <laughs> a little unreliability with the band at the time. Big Yak 35, I want to see your project come to life. I want you to see it too. And um, I'll do my best to document as much of it as possible. 
All right. Let's see here. We are down to the last seven minutes. We're going to do the giveaway so that folks that jump in at the very last minute are not rewarded. Hey, we got two, like 284 here, concurrent viewers. That's pretty darn good. It's not our record. Our record is like, what, 310, 315, but 285, that ain't shabby. Let's go ahead and do the giveaway. So, again, the person providing this giveaway this week is Seth. Thank you so much, Seth. Seth from Because You're Fish. Uh, this is their store. Check them out at getgills.com. They're giving away six Super Red Standard Fin Placostomus. And the winner is Candy Overholes. No way. Can you think of anyone more deserving? Candy, you have won <laughs> six <laughs> Super Red Bristlenose Plecos from Because You're Fish. And I don't even have to wait for you to chime in because I already know you're here. So awesome, Candy. I am thrilled. I am tickled pink. That is awesome. I'm so glad it's you. It's just nice when someone who does so much, like candy, tons of free service for this channel and a billion other channels, gets a little reward for doing that. And you know what? Recently, Punchy Paints uh, won too, if I remember right. So stick around mods. You'll eventually get a little winnings to... <laughs> <laughs> to compensate you a little bit, I guess. <laughs> okay. Orange cones, that didn't work out so well. I'll need to max out my credit cards now. Yeah, there you go, orange cones. <laughs> Benny's Aquatics, help. My make German Blue Ram, male maybe, Ger German Blue Ram has refused to fertilize their eggs for the last two times. What does this mean? means they need to see a therapist, I guess. Benny's Aquatics, I don't know. I mean, the, is it that he's trying to spawn? Like, is he doing the deed, but then the eggs don't fertilize? Or is it that um, the female lays the eggs and he's just off in the corner, other side of the tank, not interested at all? Or do you have two females and they're laying eggs together, but there's no male to fertilize? If, if the scenario is... You have a male and female for sure, and the female's laying the eggs, and the male is going along behind her and fertilizing them, and they're not becoming fertilized, then it's probably one of two things. One, he's infertile, or two, maybe your water parameters are not conducive to the eggs being fertilized. Super hard water can be hard on ram eggs. Um, it could be that your parameters are off in some way. It doesn't have to be hardness, but that's the first one that comes to mind, calcium carbonate hardness. But it, it could be something else too that's preventing the eggs from being viable. So either he's infertile or the water conditions are not correct. For blue German rams, um, generally you're going to want to cut their water with RODI water, or at least reverse osmosis water, some kind of soft water for them to spawn and have viable eggs. Um, now, there could be exceptions to that, but I would say if you're having a fertilization problem and he's actually going through the act of spawning, that's the first thing I would mess with is hardness. I'm assuming if they're spawning, your temperature is high, they're happy, they're well-fed, um, and that it's probably a hardness issue is my first guess. Mike Stambaugh, do you know if your rainbow fish supplier has glossolepis cabai? 
also called the Lake Sepik Rainbow Fish. Not that I've seen. I've, uh, I don't think that that one is available. Chewy LTD. There are some very amazing gobies that inhabit Russian, China, and Japan. Yes, from the Rhinogobius family. I love them. They may spawn in California outdoor temps. The Emergobi could be one. So they, they will, but probably not in the fall and winter. So they're going to go through the same thing, where in the winter they're going to probably not spawn. But um, as soon as it starts heating up in spring, that's their cue to spawn. But I think they'll go through the same cycle, Chewy, as our native species in uh, the United States and Canada. Just my guess, but I bet you the Rhinogobius would slow down in the fall and winter as well. John Cox, I sleepy, there is a nap for that. <laughs> Paul saying you're welcome. I really do appreciate that tip, Paul. Dragon Lair, any chance you'll get black Venezuelan quarries? Um, yes, I, I do plan to get them in along with the orange Venezuelan quarries again, but it's the same thing. It's going to have to wait till after Nigeria. So it could be a while. <laughs> Petsotics throwing down another $2 because Chattanooga Ed is here. Hey, Ed, come around more often. <laughs> Ed makes it rain. <laughs> All right. And let's see here. Got one more minute. So let me just catch one more before we sign off. Isaac Cornstubble. Good news. Good. That sounds like a good one to sign off with. I finally got an out order place for Opistogramma agazizii in Super Reds. Awesome. I'm glad you were able to find them. I know you've been looking for a while for those Opistos. Um, so congrats. I hope they arrive in good shape and that your source does a good job. With that, we're going to sign off. Thanks, everybody, for being here. I want to thank my moderators. You guys do an awesome job. Uh, Candy, congrats on winning those Super Red Plecostomus. No one deserves it more than Candy. There are still 263 people here. That's cool. I'm glad not everyone just jumped off as soon as the drawing was done. That makes me feel good. And um, everyone that left a Super Chat, thank you. Always appreciated. Never required, but it really does help. And everyone that left comments and stuff, thanks for being interactive. Thanks for chatting with me. All you lurkers, I'm with the Lurker Nation. Everyone watching the replay, thanks for being here. Wish you could be with us live, but I get it. Life happens. Um, we'll be back next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And until then, I hope you have a good one. Bye-bye.